determined in it all celebration to begin eternity with a righteous congregation. Oh, this world's coming to an end and it won't be long. This meeting's gonna start and go on and on and on. And I'll be singing with the saints at the morning light. Ringing in the day cause there is no night. Saying goodbye to the heartache, trouble and pain. I'll be sitting at the throne with an angel bed. Shout hallelujah to the great I am. If you think it's a dream, well, it ain't. I'll be singing with the saints. I'll be singing with the saints at the morning light. Ringing in the day cause there is no night. Saying goodbye to the heartache, trouble, and pain. I'll be sitting at the throne with an angel bed, shouting hallelujah to the great I am. If you think it's a dream, well, it ain't. I'll be singing with the saints. Well, the tambourines are ringing, and David starts to feel the rhythm. Paul and Silas are humming a tune that they rolled in prison. Well, Gabriel hears the music and he picks up his horn. Just another glory, hallelujah, born. And I'll be singing with the saints at the morning light. Ringing in the day cause there is no night. Saying goodbye to the heartache, trouble and pain. All the trouble and pain. Sitting at the throne with an angel band Shouting hallelujah to the great I am If you think it's a dream, well it ain't I'll be singing with the saints Well I'll be singing with the saints at the morning light Ringing in the day cause there is no night I'll be saying goodbye to the heartache, trouble and pain All the trouble and Sitting at the throne with an angel bell Shouting hallelujah to the great I am If you think it's a dream, well it ain't I'll be singing with the saints If you think it's a dream, well it ain't I'll be singing with the saints What God will do there. 
Praise the Lord. Man, it's good to be in the house of the Lord here this morning. Even though it looks a little dreary out with the rain, it's a good day to be in God's house, isn't it? Amen. What a privilege and opportunity we have once again to assemble ourselves, to worship Him in spirit and in truth. Jesus said, The Father seeketh such to worship Him. I'm glad we have a privilege. While there may be few, but to come into the house of the Lord to worship Him on this wonderful day. Amen. Turn with us in your Bibles to the book of Psalm chapter 143. Psalm chapter 143. And while you're turning there, we appreciate the love offering. Thank you very much. We appreciate that. Appreciate Brother Phil, Sister Carolyn. Appreciate the church here. I guess I'll pay my uh, my lot fee to the to the church treasurer for letting me allow keep our camper here for a few weeks while we's in the North Country. And, uh, but we appreciate that for Richlands Tabernacle. Y'all have always been so kind, and we appreciate that so very much in uh, allowing us to park here. We appreciate that. Amen. I know one thing, I'm, I'm a little glad to be a little bit further south. I know that. The traffic up in the north, I tell you, I don't know how they, how they dwell with it, how they live with it. I can't hardly stand going through Atlanta. I tell you, you're going to sightsee in Boston, 
It's a nightmare. You thought New York City was bad. I think Boston drivers are the worst drivers I've ever seen in my life. But just a little tidbit for the, on the side there for you, in case you ever decide to go up. But I think Maine was probably one of the beautiful parts of the north I've ever seen. We've never been. We'd only uh, been up there one other time, but we got to go up there to preach this time. And uh, it was, we had a wonderful service, and the Lord helped us. And uh, Anyways, we're going to get in the word of the Lord. Book of Psalm, chapter 143. If you got it, shout amen for us. Sounds like everybody's there. In my Bible, it says this is a uh, Psalm of David. And in, in the heading of my, right above the chapter, this tells me it's a prayer of a soul in distress. And if you really look at that in that light, you can see what David is coming from as he's writing these words and he's describing to you and I where he is at in his life. And he's pretty much giving you the detail as he's talking to God in this psalm. And uh, let's tune in. The Bible says here, Hear my prayer, O Lord. Give ear to my supplications. In thy faithfulness answer me, and in thy righteousness. And enter not into judgment with thy servant, for in thy sight shall no man living be justified. For the enemy hath persecuted my soul. He hath smitten my life down to the ground. He hath made me to dwell in darkness as those that had been long dead. Therefore is my spirit overwhelmed within me. My heart within me is desolate. I remember the days of old. I meditate on all thy works. I muse on the work of thy hands. I stretch forth my hands unto thee. My soul thirsteth after thee as a thirsty land. Selah. Hear me speedily, O Lord, my spirit faileth. Hide not thy face from me, lest I be like unto them that go down into the pit. Calls me to hear thy loving kindness in the morning, for in thee do I trust. I calls me to know the way wherein I should walk, for I lift up my soul unto thee. Deliver me, O Lord, from mine enemies. I flee unto thee to hide me. Teach me to do thy will, for thou art my God. Thy spirit is good. Lead me into the land of uprightness. Quicken me, O Lord, for thy name's sake, for thy righteousness' sake. Bring my soul out of trouble. And of thy mercy, cut off mine enemies and destroy all them that afflict my soul, for I am thy servant. Would you pray and ask the Lord to help us here one more time? Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you, we praise you, we magnify the name of Jesus Christ, Lord, for another privilege and opportunity we have to stand before your, your congregation here today to preach your word. Lord, we pray right now for the help and the anointing and the Holy Ghost to come by and to strengthen each and every one here today. Lord, I pray that you'd anoint me, Lord, to preach unto your church. Lord, the words you want me to say to each and every one here today. Lord, we'll give you the praise. We'll give you the glory. Lord, as you meet us in these altars here today, and we'll give you thanks. We'll give you praise. In Jesus' wonderful name, amen and amen. I want to preach on victory in the valley. Victory in the valley. Here I then told you this is a psalm of David. And David is writing here to and uh, telling pretty much the Lord where he is at in his life. 
David is going through a low point in his life spiritually. He feels like he is about to give up, about to go under, because of what the enemy is coming in and trying to pound on his heart's door. And so with desperation and everything within David, what is David doing? He's praying to God that God would deliver him out of the snare of the enemy. That's one thing that I love about David. David always points us to the great direction. Where do we go when life is at its roughest? When life is at its toughest? When the enemy of our very own soul comes in and makes havoc on all of us? That David knows right where to go. He knows to take his burdens, his needs to God in prayer. And he never forgets the fact that God is right there ready to receive him. And ready to answer him in time of trouble. And I tell you, David found out quickly that life was accompanied both with the sunshine and the shadows of life. He realized that there is a good, there is a path that Christians take. That sometimes it is that smooth plain. But sometimes it is those valleys and those gorges and those dark places that we dwell in sometimes. And David is finding out that he is going through a valley in his life. He's feeling the loneliness and the despair. And he's looking in through the glasses of his own eyes, not like the eyes that Paul told us to walk by faith and not by sight. But David is really, with the reality, he's showing you and I the prospect and the reality of where he is at in his spiritual life. And he's right here, and he's going through a tough time in his life. In a lot of Bible commentaries, they think that David is an outcast of his kingdom once again. He is running, and he is fleeing from his son, Absalom, that has taken over the kingdom. So you can put yourself right here where David is at. You think, where is David at in this spot? And he is running from his very own life. He is fleeing from Absalom. And David is praying to the Lord. In verse number 1 we hear he says, Hear my prayer, O Lord. He's making sure that the Lord is involved in his situation. And I tell you a lot of times that's the first time and that's the first place where we go wrong is we never let the Lord have the first say so in the valleys in our lives, in our situations. Amen. We let everybody else know except the Lord. But David finds out and he makes sure that God is in the business of knowing first. And he takes his need before God in prayer. Amen. There are many valleys that you and I could face in life. And David is only facing one in particular. He's facing a valley of, of trials and the loneliness of despair. But there's sometimes there are valleys in our lives that you and I come to in life. There are valleys of sickness. Job passed through that valley. There are valleys of trials, valleys of persecutions, valleys of doubts. There are valleys of fears, valleys of death. David mentioned that in the Psalm 23. There are valleys of loneliness, valleys of despair, Valleys of low times, spiritually speaking. Right here in the middle of the, of the mountains, y'all familiar with valleys. It's the low point in between two ridges, valley, or two hills, two mountains or ridges. 
And there's a lot of times the Bible depicts it as a low time spiritually. And I believe David is right here. He's in the midst of a low time spiritually in the valley because of the enemy has war on him. The enemy has weared him out. He is putting him down into the ground. Amen. There are many valleys and, and there are really different valleys in life. And I'm just mentioning a few. And there's a lot of times that we go through valleys in our life. And David is telling you and I as he's walking through this valley. And he's telling you and I that there is a resource that you and I can look to. And we can hold on to. And that is God right there. Him and Joe passed through the valley of sickness and suffering. And he asked the question. And he made the grand mistake of asking God where was he at. Amen. And then God replies back to Job right in the valley of his life. And he asked Job, where was you at, Job, whenever I formed the earth, whenever I put the mountains in place, where I formed everything? And Job realized quickly where God was at. Amen. But I tell you here this morning, amen, there are valleys that you and I face. But I want you to know that there is a supplication for the righteous. Amen. David poured out his heart and he began to pour amen, his soul to God and he began to to pray. Amen. That's the question right there. And that is the statement that you and I could go to. Amen. Is that God heard and he hears the prayers. Amen. If you call upon him. David was asking the Lord to hear my prayer, O Lord. Give ear to my supplications. Amen. And David was making sure that the Lord was hearing him. And in the midst of his trial and his situation. Amen. There are valleys of life. And I like what David says here in the in 11th verse. Did anybody pick up on that? He said to bring my soul out of trouble. So that tells you right there where David's at. He's in trouble in his life. He feels like he is in trouble. Even that's something that knocks on every door, on everybody on the face of the earth is trouble. Amen. Joe mentioned that. Amen. Man is born a woman, not many days of trouble. Amen. Trouble knocks on every door. It does not matter. Amen. Who you are does not matter. Amen. How much money you don't have or how much money you do have. Money and trouble knocks on every door of everybody. Nobody is excluded from the trouble in life. And David is finding out. And he even said another place in Psalm 108 and verse number 12. He said give us help from trouble. For vain is the help of man. He realized that he could not receive the help from man. He realized that he had many mighty men at his very disposal. He had many soldiers that was loyal to him. Loyal to the crown of David but he realized he could not even nobody could help him even though there were some that went down into a pit on a snowy day and they killed a lion even though many that killed the Philistines with a spear even though there were many men that had swords that defended even a, a field of beans but yet these men that were mighty in battle could not help 
David where he was at in his spiritual state. And he said, give us help from trouble, for vain is the help of man. Amen. Do you realize here this morning, amen, that man cannot help us out. Amen. Of the predicaments of life. Amen. Man cannot help us out of our spiritual state of where we're at. Amen. Man cannot help us. Amen. And all of the efforts that may fail. Amen. But there is only one resource that you can look to. There is only one person that can help us and to bring us victory out of the valley and that is God. And that's just what David began to prove. And he, that's just what David began to call upon the Lord. And he said, give us help from trouble. Amen. In verse number 11 he said, bring my soul out of the trouble of life. He was asking the Lord to hear his prayer and deliver him out of the trouble of life. David's experiencing a very common thing. That trouble. We look into that in verse number 3. If you have your Bibles, verse number 3 gives a vivid picture of what David is experiencing. He goes into very descriptive details. He says, the enemy hath persecuted my soul. Not only that, but he says he had smitten my life down to the ground. That tells me that the devil is trying to destroy the man David right here. He said, not only has he smitten my, persecuted my soul. How many knows that's the first time, that's the first place that the devil will try to go. It'll attack your mind. And he'll attack your very own soul. Amen. That's what David is experiencing right here. He's experiencing the valleys. Amen. Of life. And he's going through the mental state. Amen. Of trying to fight. And warring against the enemy. And his very own mind. And his very own soul. That's what it's telling me right here. And then not only that. But David puts the picture. He has smitten my life down to the ground. And then he had not only that. Just when you think it could not get any lower than that, he said, he had made me to dwell in darkness. And then not even, and not even leave it at that. Grown men are afraid of the dark sometimes. A lot of people can be afraid of the dark. But David goes even further. He said, not only has the enemy has persecuted my soul, smit my life down to the ground, but he's made me to dwell in darkness. Does that not look in a the very depictive picture of a valley right there? How many knows that when the sun goes down, amen, that the, when you're in a valley in life, amen, it seems like the sun, amen, is a little bit darker there in the valley. And that's what David is depicting. And then not only that, but he feels like He's in a very own grave of his own body. He feels not only like that, but he feels like he's been as those that had been long dead, buried there in the grave, six feet under. That's where David feels like he is at. He feels like he 
he's in. Amen. A very own grave that's been digged for him. And he's feeling the darkness that is all around him. Amen. And could I tell you here this morning, Amen. That's what the devil wants to make you think. Amen. He wants you to feel the darkness. Amen. When you go through a low time spiritually, Amen. He wants to attack. Amen. And use the circumstances of life. Amen. To make you go through the valleys that you cannot heal him. That you make you feel through the darkness of life. Amen. To try to cloud your mind. Amen. To try to dim your eyes that you can't see. Amen. The way out of the valley. Amen. To make you see. Amen. That there's no victory in the valleys of life. Amen. But oh, that's the picture that the devil tries to paint on all of us. Amen. And then he goes on to says, Therefore is my spirit overwhelmed. When our spirit will be overwhelmed as well. When David is in the spot of low time, he's feeling the darkness, even the evil presence of darkness that is surrounding him. And no wonder his spirit is overwhelmed. And then he goes on, my heart is desolate. feel like I can't get no help. feels like there's nothing there keeping me going on. <laughs> You see now why there's an importance of praying even in the valleys of life. When you're in the valleys of life, it's not a time to give up or to go on. But it's a time to keep moving on. Amen. Like Brother James already mentioned to us earlier. Amen. I tell you, when you go through the valleys of life, Amen. I realize it is a common experience called trouble. Amen. But there is also a certain resource. Amen. By the name of God, He says to give us help. And He realized there was only one place. Amen. To find the help. Amen. Even though we're in trouble. Amen. Even though we're feeling. Amen. The depression of the enemy. Amen. Even though we may go through the bodily trouble of life, Amen. That sin has sown, Amen. The disease in our human, Amen. System, and even though it is a result of the fearful, Amen. A harvest of pains and and maladies and sickness and and suffering in this world, Amen. But there is somebody, Amen, that knows right where we are at. Hallelujah, Amen. He bore our sickness and he bore our sorrow. And his name is Jesus. Even though we go through the troubles of life. Amen. But yet there is a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. Even though we may go through the valleys of life and we feel. Amen. That troubles come even into the house of the Lord. Amen. Just like. Amen. In the Old Testament when the, when the Philistines they took the ark of God. And it was in exile. Just like when they came back from the captivity of Babylon, the house of God was in ruins, just like Amen. There is in many times a cause of God is in adversity. Amen. We may be low spiritually, persecuted, or even abandoned by former friends. Amen. But yet David said in another place in Psalm 122 and 
22, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Amen. What, David? Amen. Why? You, you'd still want to go to the house of the Lord even though you may be low. Even though you go through the trouble of life. Amen. Yes, because he realized the value of the sanctuary. He realized the value of coming into the presence of God. Amen. Oh, could I tell us here today? Amen. That's the value of coming to the house of God. Even when we feel like it and even when we don't. Amen. Because that's where our help comes from. It comes from the presence of God. Hallelujah. Amen. And when we come and expecting God. Amen. To do great things for us. Amen. All that you are a recipient. Amen. Of those that God can do it for you. If you expect God. Up there at Export, they have, they used to, I don't, I don't remember, it's been several years since I've been up there. They used to have two signs in the sanctuary, expect great things from God and attempt great things from God. A lot of times people don't get anything from God because they don't attempt it. And they don't expect it. Come to the house of God because it's Sunday. Come to church because it's Tuesday. Come to the again on Thursday because it's what we're used to doing. I tell you, but when we come with the realization to know that there is help in the sanctuary, when we come and make up our minds, it's not just a place that is made of steel and drywall and hidden bricks and mortar. Amen. It's not just a place. Amen. That is that keeps us out from the weather. Amen. But it's a place that God wants to inhabit. Amen. When the Bible says that Amen. God inhabits the praises of Israel. Amen. He realized. Amen. David realized there was a place where he needed to go. And it was in the house of the Lord. And he realized when he was low Amen. It was a good time to go back to the house of God. Amen. And I tell you here this morning, Amen. Oh, when we are in the valleys of life, Amen. Oh, don't forget that there is a resource. Amen. And the help can come when we gather together in His name. Because Matthew said, Amen. Whether two or three are gathered together in His name, there am I in the midst of Him. Hallelujah. Amen. When you gather together in the house of the Lord, Amen. It's a guarantee if you come in His name that He'll show up in the midst of us. Amen. To bring our souls out of the trouble of life. Amen. Oh, I'm glad. Amen. There is a haven. Amen. For us to come to. Amen. On a Sunday morning. Amen. That we can relieve ourselves from the troubles of life and from the patties of life. Amen. And all the enemy may have persecuted us. Amen. May have put us down through the way. Amen. But there is a help, even that can lift us up above the shadows of life, even and bring us out of the troubles and bring us to victory in the valley. Hallelujah. David realized that there is an opportunity for the devil to destroy him in the valleys. No doubt as David was walking in a spiritual sense through the valleys of life, 
he was discouraged. Verse 3 tells us that. Verse number 4 tells us his spirit was overwhelmed. His heart was desolate. So it tells us right where David is at. So when you walk through a valley, you feel the overwhelming sense of evil, the overwhelming sense that the devil's after. What did Jesus say? John chapter 10. It is at verse 10. For the thief cometh not but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. That's what the thief, which is the devil, which is Satan, even the enemy comes in to kill, to steal, and to destroy. Even you see, even the devil he doesn't just want you to go through a valley of light. Even but he wants you even to die and get discouraged and to get down while you're in the valley of light. Even because if he can get you discouraged, even he can get you down. Even if he can get you down in the valley, even it's easier even to kick somebody and it's easier to kill somebody even in a valley of light. And when you're down and when you're low. Amen. And can I tell you something this morning? Amen. Just because amen, you go through trouble in life. Amen. Does not deviate the fact that the enemy will leave you alone. Amen. No sir, no man. Amen. The devil will do everything he can possibly do. Amen. To kill you. Amen. While you're low. And to kill you while you're wounded. Amen. To kill you while you're discouraged. And to kill you while you're going through the doubts of life. Amen. That's why there's so many, even all that give up and they die in the valleys of life, even because while they was low, even while they was down, while they was discouraged even to let the enemy of their soul come in and destroy them and afflict their very own souls, even and David is going right through this even but there's one thing that he did he said I remember the days of old I remember the days of old. That tells me he was pointing back. I remember what God came by and helped me before. I remember when God anointed me to be the king of Israel. I remember when the oil came down and it overflowed my hair and went down on my face. Amen. I felt the Holy Ghost. Amen. Anoint me. Do you see David knew? Amen. And he pointed back to the past and he seen where God had came for time and time again. And he realized that God was not going to let him down. That God was going to hear his prayer. That God was going to answer him and bring his soul out of the trouble of where he was at. Amen. And he kept on praying and he kept on remembering of the days of old. He remembered how God had brought through his hands. Amen. The mighty work that brought down the bear and he brought down the lion and he brought down Goliath and he's killed many Philistines and he killed many enemies of, of the land of Israel because that God had been with him and God was still with him so if you're a child of God here today you can look back to the points of reference in your past you see that's where the blood was first applied in my life 
That's where God came by. Amen. And answered my prayer at an altar right there. Amen. That's where God gave me the victory. Amen. Over that situation. Amen. That's where God came by. Amen. And affirmed his word by the preaching of the word. Amen. That's where God came by. Amen. And strengthened my hands. Amen. No, you see, those are points of reference. Amen. That David is making right here. Amen. And he said, I stretch forth my hands. Unto thee. So he goes to thanking. And he goes to being thankful. <laughs> Hallelujah. He was thankful for all the things that, he had, that his mind had remembered of the past. And he became thankful. And he began to worship God. Amen. I tell you, that's what brought him victory in his valley. When he began to worship God. When he began to think of all the times of past that had God had came by and he helped him again. Amen. Oh, can I tell us? Amen. That's why we need that resource named God. Amen. Because he's a present help in a time of trouble. What the Bible saying? Call upon me. In the day of trouble, I will deliver thee, and thou shalt glorify me. He said in Isaiah, O Jacob, and he that formed thee, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed thee. I have called thee by thy name. So has anybody in the house been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb? Is your name written down in the Lamb's book of life? If your name is written down in the Lamb's book of life this morning, then God said, I have called thee by thy name. I have redeemed thee, called thee by thy name. And he makes it even personal. And he says, thou art mine. Wow. Hallelujah. You think God will let anybody die in the state if they're his? <laughs> he says, thou art mine. Oh, I don't think it's God's will for the enemy to over-prevail. He meant David right here at this point when David knew without a shadow of a doubt amen, that God had put his finger on his life, that God had redeemed him. Amen, I tell you the word of God said, I will, amen, I will redeem thee amen, and call thee by thy name. Thou art mine. He goes on and said, when thou passest through the waters... I will be with thee. And through the rivers they shall not overflow thee. When thou walkest through the fire, thou shalt not be burned, neither shall the flame kindle upon thee. Hallelujah. I tell you that God, amen, is for his own. Hallelujah. Amen. Oh, look at the look at the children. Amen. Oh, uh, uh, the Hebrew boys that was in the fiery furnace. Amen. Look at Peter while he was in the prison. Amen. Look at Paul as him and Silas. Amen was in the stocks and the bonds. Amen. I tell you, God, Amen is no respecter person. Amen, but He can bring you, Amen, to victory in the valley. Come get us a song, hope. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You see, the enemy wants you to make you think that there's not a way out. But David wrote something in Psalm chapter 23, in verse 4. Yea, though I, what? Walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Did anybody catch that? He didn't say, yea, though I give up and die in the valley of the shadow of death. He said, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Hallelujah. And then he goes on and says, I will fear no evil. Thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. You think, what, what? That doesn't sound too intimidating with the weapons like that. I tell you, back in those days, a rod was a short club. And it was a weapon of defense or discipline. Symbolizing God's strength and His power. And that staff was a, raw, was a long slender with a hook on the end. It was used to pull the sheep in when they would lose their way. And it was used when they were lost. Hallelujah. I tell you, God's got a staff that'll guide us in the right direction. You know, If the devil won't get you discouraged in a valley, if he won't get you down in a valley, you know what he'll do? He'll deceive you in the valley. Deception. Tell you what the number one weapon is today. Is people being deceived. And thinking everything's okay. When it's not. You look through the letters. That Paul wrote Timothy. And see what all. Is going to aspire in the last days. And don't tell me deception is not in the midst of those. Being in a different word, there are those that's being deceived right in a valley of life. The devil can't get you discouraged or down, he'll deceive you just like he's deceived many, many people before. But I read that there is help 
in the valleys. I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills, which cometh my help. Song of Solomon wrote this, I am the rose of Sharon and the lily of the valleys. Proverbs 18.10, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous runneth into it and is safe. David said, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. There is a way that you can go out of it. I tell you, there's victory when you begin to worship God even when you're in the valley of life. Could we stand? In the New Testament, in the book of John, Jesus told his disciples that he was going away. But he wanted to make sure to let them know they wasn't going to leave. He wasn't going to leave them comfortless. He said, I will come to you. He said, the Holy Ghost, which is the comforter. That word comforter is a Greek word that I can't hardly pronounce. Parakletos, something like that. It's called one called alongside to help. And there's someone that can come with you in the valleys of life. Could we find us a place to pray? Look what David. He went through the valley. But he found that God was right there in the midst of the valley with him. Don't make the mistake like Job did. He mistook God's silence for his absence. But God is right here. He's in the midst of trouble with all of us. Prepare. 